Welcome to Tower Talks. I'm Ashley. And I'm Caitlin. This is the podcast where oversharing is caring and no subject is off limits. Welcome back, everybody. Recently, our church hosted a women's event called The Gathering, and we got to meet a few of you there, which was super exciting. But for the rest of you, we wanted to share some audio from that event. Um, Caitlin was actually asked to be one of the speakers and then a member of the panel that they had there. So we wanted to share that for those of you who could not attend, and we hope you enjoy. So, um, yes, I did bring some visual aids. As my son would say, I had to get switch-awaited. Um, <laughs> he had show and tell this week at school, and he was kind of nervous about getting up and, you know, sharing in front of other people. I said, buddy, well, just so you know, I've got to talk in front of a bunch of people, too, and I'm kind of nervous, too. And he said, oh, you have grown-up show and tell? <laughs> and I said, I mean, I brought props. So, yeah, kind of. So, um, all right, let's get started. I just wanted to ask, because we've been learning a lot about what it means to be an overcomer and to step into your faith, right? So how many of you have ever felt or ever been told that you're too much? Anybody? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of us. I think all of us at some point in our lives have felt that or had that lie spoken over us. But let me ask you this. Is this too much water? It's just an average amount of water, right? How about now? Is it too much for this? Yes. Yeah. But see, this is what the enemy does. He uses something that sounds like the truth to shift our focus and get us to agree with his lies. We only believe that we're too much Because we weren't made to fit here. It is true that this is too much water for this jar. But it's also true that this amount of water was never made for this jar. And so what happens is when we try to squeeze ourselves into here, we wind up shedding parts of our created identity. Right? That's not what we were meant to do. We're leaving behind parts of ourselves so that we can shrink into these small, uncomfortable little circles. And then we get discouraged by thinking that we can never do anything purposeful with our lives. And we say things like, I'm just a wife. I'm just a mom. I'm just a secretary. What can Jesus do with that? Let's see what happens when Jesus shows up on the scene. He says... This is what I have for you. And we say, oh no, God, I am not enough for that. And he says, well, this version of you, you're right, that's, that's not going to do it. But if you go back and you pick up all the pieces that you dropped along the way because you thought they didn't belong, you'll find that you fit here just fine. Colossians 2.10 says... And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. This is what it means to truly be born again. Because 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
The old has passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. And you may say, well, that sounds like such a permanent commitment. That's kind of the point. I mean, what this means is that you throw the old jar away. Never to squeeze yourself back in here again. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) But what you can expect is that as soon as you make that commitment, there are going to be people in your life who try to dig it out of the trash and hand it back to you. And they'll say things like, you've changed. Mm -hmm. You're different. Let me tell you, changing is the point. Mm -hmm. Growth is the point. So you let them talk. You let them have their opinions. Because the only one that matters is his. Now see, my example was that I was too sensitive. That was what people tried to get me to remove from my identity. Like Miss Tina said, he, the enemy started early. Yeah. He started young, and he tried to, to tell me that I was too sensitive. But one of the things that I believe God has called me to is discipleship. It's sitting with people in their pain and encouraging them out of the trenches. You tell me how I'm supposed to do that if I'm not sensitive enough to see that people are suffering in the first place. Now, I will say that I believe these things he's given us are tools, right? Like, I had to learn there's a time and a place for my emotions, and I can't just go around crying whenever I feel like it. (laughs) But whenever someone needs to know that I empathize with their pain, I set those emotions free, like the weapon against the enemy that they were intended to be. It's all about using the gifts that he gave us in the way that he intended for them to be used. You are not too quiet. You are just quiet enough to make people feel heard. You're not too loud. You're just loud enough to speak up against what's happening with our children. You are not too dramatic. You are just dramatic enough to make people feel celebrated. And you may say, Caitlin, I just don't feel like I deserve this, all of this, right? Can I just tell you? Yes, you do. If you were his daughter, yes, you do. And I understand better than anyone the hesitation to latch on to that because I did not feel like I deserved it. And he had to teach me. And he had to break it down for me like I was five years old. So I'm going to break it down for you the same way. 1 Peter 2.9 says, You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special possession, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's kind of like, I'm going to pull a Tammy and sing sing an old song. (laughs) Like that old song. Into marvelous light I'm running. Out of darkness, out of... Anybody? Shame? Shame. Caitlin, what's up? (laughs) See, shame was the main emotion that I felt. Not for any good reason, but just because the enemy wanted to put that inside of me. I felt ashamed of who I was. And so I assumed 
that God was ashamed of me. And I didn't approach him because I didn't want him to see me. Anybody ever felt that way? I just assumed that he was ashamed because I wasn't really doing anything for him. I would go to church on Sunday mornings and I would pray when I needed to and that was the extent of my faith. Does that sound familiar? But he's not ashamed of you. I can tell you that right now. One night he was teaching me about this and he said, Caitlin, I want to teach you the difference between what you earn and what you deserve. And I said, okay. He said, why don't you tell me the kind of things that you earn? And I said, well, I guess you could earn money. You could earn people's trust. You could earn people's respect. He said, yeah. Now, what kind of things do you deserve? Now, I don't know about y'all, but I went to Sunday school. I knew this answer, right? And I very confidently said, nothing. (laughs) I deserve nothing because I'm a dirty, dirty sinner. And apart from you, I'm worthless. And he said, wrong, baby girl. That was the old you that was separated from me through sin, but you are a new creation now. Amen. And so what you deserve is everything that I paid for with my son on the cross. You are royalty. You're a daughter of the king. Daughters of kings don't earn their title. It is given to them simply because of who their father is. Yes. It is their birthright. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So good. See, God's not handing out circles. He's handing out kingdoms. Right. <laughs> I mean, did he not command each and every one of us to go out into the earth and take dominion over it? Go take it because it's yours. It is your birthright as his daughter. And yet we've been tricked into thinking we have to earn it. Doesn't that tick you off? Like that kind of ticks me off. Am I allowed to say that in church? (laughs) But that's not how it was intended to be. And let me put it to you this way. How many of you have children? How many of you would look at that squishy little newborn baby and say, you'd better be good today if you want mommy to love you? We don't do that because we know that that's not right. Right? Right? Instead, we are riddled with mom guilt Because we can't live up to the impossible standards that we set for ourselves because we say, my kids deserve better. We believe that our children deserve perfection the second that they enter this world simply because they're our kids and we love them. Matthew 7.11 says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him. So if we're innately flawed as human beings and we believe our kids deserve perfection, how much more do you think your father wants for you? Perfection and then some, right? And see, he already gave us perfection when he sent his son to die on the cross for your benefit. So the rest is just a bonus that we get to share in and enjoy with him. 
<clears throat> now, just to drive this point home, I want to take the kid's analogy a little further. So let's say that the squishy newborn baby grows up into a toddler. How many of you are going to look at that child and say, remember, you can't do anything without me. Remember, you have no worth apart from me. How many of you are going to say that to your child? No. Instead, what do you do? You show up for them. You empower them. You love them. You fight for them. So that when they get to be a little bit older, a little bit further down the road, they look back at their life and they say, I would be nothing without my mother. She made me who I am. It's the same thing with God. He is loving you, encouraging you, empowering you, showing up for you, and fighting for you so that when you get a little further on in your life, you look back at your life and you say, I would be nothing without my father. He made me who I am. That's right. When you allow him to be Lord of your life, he shakes everything up in the best way possible. Our God is a lifter of heads. You're not a victim of your circumstances. You're not a slave to the bondage that you've been living in because who the sun sets free is free indeed. And if you're feeling stuck in that, it's probably because you've been shrinking into here and not stepping into here. I want to show you one more thing because the blessings of God never benefit just one person. So when you decide to step into here, what he does is he begins to elevate you and move you new places and give you influence over others. And then he who is the living water continues to pour into you until your cup overflows. And then what happens? All of these people are getting filled up out of the overflow that's coming out of you. (laughs) Now they feel like they have permission to step into their calling because they've seen you do it. Right? How do you think Jesus was able to change the world with 12 men? This is how he did it. Because you can't change the world from there. Right. And if he can do that with 12 men, turn the world upside down and change the course of history, what do you think he can do with this many women willing to lay claim to their birthright and step into their calling? Amen. I want to encourage you to get alone with him at some point today and ask him what parts of yourself you've been removing in order to fit the mold. I want you to ask him what lies you've been believing that are holding you back. And then I want you to ask him what he has for you in your future and write down the vision and make it plain. He has amazing things planned for you simply because you are his daughter and he loves you. Perfection and then some, remember? You are not too much. And you are not not enough. You are just right for everything that he has called you to be. Amen. 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 The whole purpose of this podcast is so that 
people will feel less alone in their struggles by the topics we're covering. And so if you know someone who could be helped by this episode, feel free to share it with them just so that they feel like they're seen. And if you have any comments or questions or even topics that you want us to discuss, feel free to share those with us too at Tower Talks Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.